Because <laughs> we were just at. Um, oh, you told them pint and pies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were saying that that is uh, the annex for yep. the like one of it's the, the original like fire department, yeah, like they when saying, they're like yeah. pulling and pulling the shit on with horses and stuff. Yeah. Right, right. Downstairs yeah. has stables and stuff yeah. still down there or something. Oh, I was dude. like, what? And they, they definitely say it's haunted. And the, we were just kind of joking. It's like there's probably like a ghost horse or something in there too. <laughs> like, uh, like I could believe that one. Oh, well, back in the day, guys used to live there, you know. So they probably died there too. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what does she call that ghost that was there? Henry. Henry. Yeah. I don't, we don't call the ghost here anything. What do we call Station 2? Is that old red? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, he's, oh ghost stories. Okay, it, yeah. ghost story. Ghost story. <laughs> Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. And today's safe word is, I, I didn't do a safe word today. Guys. Oh my God. You have like one job, dude. One job. I know. One job. No safe word today, guys. No it's safe word. We're going, oh no. Yep. There's no safe word. No safety safe word. switch has been Can released. Your, your yes, safe word please, for the day please. is fire alarm. That's two words. God damn it. Wait, is fire oh, alarm one, one word or two words? I like words? that. Thanks. That's two. It is two words. Right, your safe words for the day are fire <laughs> alarm. Let's they, avoid a fire alarm. Today. Yeah, please. Uh, we are at the beautiful Union Club. Uh, you can go and check them out, unionclubtacoma.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. You can find all of our stuff, like I always say, at gridcitypodcast.com. You can find information about what we do, our Discord, so you can listen live or interact with us live. Also, our Patreon, where you can find all of our fun stuff, including T-shirts, uh, links to all the old, old, old episodes where nefarious things happened at the back of Malarkey's. Yeah, they were the best. They, what? Oh, and stickers. Don't forget stickers. Oh, yeah, and you can get stickers as well. I'm mean, still kind of like stuck on the whole, like, they were the best podcasts. No, I mean, We've been doing this I'm for four judging. and a half years, and we're trying to impress our guests today, you oh. son of a... Anyway. Right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes, with us today, um, we've got a pair of firefighters from the Tacoma Fire Department who are doing um, a, a really... They've done a really important thing, and so it's going to be a normal weird podcast for us as well but there's going to be some serious moments just because of what we're talking about and we are talking about firefighters and ptsd and uh, we'll get into that in the movie uh in a second but let's introduce both of our guests today we got cody shea and Vern porter cody thank you so much for coming on absolutely Vern, appreciate you guys coming out here on a Sunday. Yeah, no problem. It's a little bit cold, a little bit chilly, and uh, we're down here in the basement. So some of it's the fans. I think literally the uh, the spirits. Yeah, or uh, the ghosts. The ghosts uh, have notched it down a little bit because it wasn't this cold before we started. And I don't know. Maybe they're giving you guys a cold reception. Yeah, then we walked in. with this. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you guys were talking about, even as we got uh, before we got into this, that you guys have spent time here before it it was the union club, the co-working space that it is now. Have you been here since it's been the co-working space? No. 
Okay. And so, I have. Okay, you yeah. have been. Yes. What'd you What'd you end up doing here with that? I, I was just here for an inspection. Just oh, okay. Out the building. Oh, nice. So you were you're one of the people that made it happen with that. Yeah, I saw a ghost <laughs> on that stairwell. I believe you. Straight up, I believe you on that one. And Vern, so you were a little bit earlier on that, weren't you? Oh yeah, I've 1988 Senior Ball. So. Wow. So dang, that's a hell of a little uh, get together with that one. Yep. <laughs> Did they do it down here in the room? Uh, I believe it was uh, this room in the basement down below. Nice, with the yep. big fireplace. Yep. This is gorgeous. This yep. room is one of my favorites. Yep. Yeah, this right. is like the big event space. We uh, record all over. Like, I mean, this before that, you were even mentioning that it was um, it was the restaurant before. Yep. And then, like, the co-working space up above. Like, there's a kitchen and the bathroom and stuff up there, but it's all, like, offices and a conference yep. room. It's not a, a person's apartment anymore. Yep. Yep. I was here when we pulled the meter. <laughs> oh, pulled the meter. <laughs> We cut the power to the building because of all the illegal electrical work that was done. Wow. Oh, that is yeah. that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. That's you know just thinking about that. Uh, yeah, and all of the interesting um, electrical work in Tacoma, like oh, the man. turn of the century stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is this place was built in 1888, and you can see it because there's a light switch like diagonal on the on the the, the stairwell right oh, there. Shit. Like it's just like it's like that sort of thing where you're like, and I plugged into an outlet that doesn't didn't work. Like you just like okay, well that one's just one that doesn't go anywhere. So. We record in another room on the other side of the building, and it's um, at an angle, right? Like, you can see the building is, like, at an angle. But then when you look, you, you notice the windows are cut at the angle, too. Like, the whole <laughs> that whole room was built, like, at an angle. The this, doors, everything. This whole great. city has personality, and it shows in its architecture. <laughs> it does. It's one of my favorite things about the city. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and so we have you guys on. Um, first off, let's talk about um, how long you guys have been here. So, Cody, you are a firefighter and paramedic for uh, on the east side, correct? Right now, yes. So, uh, which station? Uh, station 11. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. And so, how long have you been there? I've only been there since the beginning of the year. Before that, I was at uh, Engine 10 on the south end. Oh, okay. So, still on, on the southeast side on that aspect. Yeah, that's stuff. probably where I'll stay. I say that now when I'm... <laughs> they just like shuffle you yeah. around or is, is that like a decision you get to kind of choose where you want to go or how does that even work it's all based on seniority so ah. you know if if somebody has more seniority than you and there's you know one spot obviously they're going to win it but um where, where i work is probably the busiest part of the city by far yeah um so you know not everybody in the department wants to go there <laughs> <laughs> and so like what's the kind of area that you cover because i'm off of like i'm off of like 56th and bell that kind of area and stuff oh, like that okay. is that kind of like that area or it's like can i when i see you coming down the street it's like you've probably down on been down on my street a couple of times because my neighbors but like is that kind of like that area or yeah uh, um that's actually i believe in my district yeah. right about there yeah oh wow um, nice yeah I, i'm on a medic unit right now so okay um, Okay. I kind of go into other people's districts. You know, we, we respond to from downtown to east side to south end. Um, okay. So we're, we're, we're all about. Yeah, when you think about it, we have 16 engines, four ladders, and five medic units. So the medic units cover a broader span of the city. So when you say medic unit, sorry, I might ask a bunch of dumb questions. Like ALS, yeah, transport, yeah. advanced life support. So are you guys in actual ambulances? Yeah, or? well, so they're, we, yeah, they're, they're ambulances, but they're... Um, all ALS, uh, t- two medics. Okay. So are on the our AL. Then we have a BLS, basic life support that has EMTs only. So yeah. So basically, it goes from um, 
in our state, you know, you have first responder, then it goes up to EMT, and then from there you can advance to paramedic. And paramedics like the highest level of care you can have in the field. Okay. So that th- those are the differences. Like, yeah, and expect us. We're going to be asking uh, a lot of base level questions because yeah, yeah, sure. we like we want to learn about all this stuff. It's like really cool and really interesting. So, so every firefighter in our department has to be an EMT. At okay. Minimum. Okay. And then you can advance to paramedic, and then we have a certain amount of those, and then you know that's how our our area is structured. I love that. I'm um, talking about the movie for a minute. Um, I loved that you showed that that um, everybody was talking about. Uh, I'm a paramedic. I'm a paramedic. That you showed that they 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 had this level of training before they went into it, um, because I don't think a lot of people know that, right? Right. And 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 right before we when we were kind of huddling up before we podcast, we were talking about. Like, why do firefighters go to every call? Like, why do we always see a fire truck at every call? Yep. You're right. Yeah. Well, the, it's so it comes back yeah. down to the fact that we have 20 rigs that have three MTs on them, the between the engines and the ladders, and with only five medic units, your your our fastest response is to get an engine company there to start giving care right away. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, we do have some ALS engine companies, but um, once the medics get there, then we let them know, and then we assist them on whatever they support the crew that's there but you see the engine company there because practice has shown that it's better to have engine companies man with people because if i'm on an aid call cody shows up and a fire comes in i can break loose to go to that fire not have to go back to my station to pick up an engine company and then go so there's outlying um, fire departments that or they don't have the money so they don't have the funding to staff like out where i live out in roy if it's an aid call they take the aid car if it's a fire, they take the engine. But if they're out on the aid call, there's nobody there to take that engine. So I'm waiting for outlying fire district. So that's why we man our. And you'll see a fire engine or a ladder truck oh, okay, yeah. on every call, and then the medics and the come on, and then they do the treatment and the transport. Like just efficiency through just the the usage and the realization yes. of what you need to do as you're going along. Yeah, because you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. What, what is an egg call? Sorry. Aid. Aid. Oh, just aid. I'm sorry. I thought yeah. you said egg. I was no. like, yeah, we're so no, like, ready. we're ready for like any sort of like lingo. I guess I should have said no EMS call, but there you go. we yeah. call them aid calls. Okay. So, aid but, calls. Yeah. All right. I uh, they bring you a couple of Bennett. That's what I was like. There. I was like, I love uh, eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. I mean, Vern. I mean, you're, you're the man with the answers. You are uh, correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. The deputy fire marshal. Yeah. And uh, uh, I've been with uh, uh, Tacoma Fire Department for 28 years. 29. Next, 29. Next February. Wow. wow. Yeah. 35 in the fire service starting in January. Wow. Congratulations, man. It's longer than I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> Just by a year. <laughs> and I'm, so I'm almost the same age as his dad. So there yeah. you go. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, that was, I mean, um, like, and and we'll get into the movie a little bit, but you're you're the first face we see on it, and you're explaining what's what is even going on, and you set the stage for what it was, and uh, even judging by that, and just talking with you like briefly now and a little bit beforehand, um, you you do give a very serious persona off like you give that vibe and that aura off like that too so um i'm glad you got some ciders in you're getting some cider in you you loosen up i love that but it's just like that whole like yeah you feel like uh, it's like that that aura of a firefighter like you're prepared for stuff it feels like you have been and obviously watching the movie i understand that you have been hardened by those experiences uh but in just commendation on doing this for 35 years and how did you end up getting uh getting out here because that would be about seven or seven six or seven years 
being a firefighter and then coming to the Tacoma Fire Department? How did that how did that become? So I basically started as a volunteer out a uh, small community of Roy. Okay. Um, I used to live out there yeah, a long yeah, time so, ago. So um, you know, my dad was a volunteer on the they needed a lot of people. They were really hurt and struggling. They asked me and I was still in high school actually when I started. Um but I was eighteen, so because the fire small town, three hundred and some people, the fire chiefs right there. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So um, and then I moved to the resident program in Spanaway. So it's kind of like an apprenticeship. Okay. But still volunteer status. Um, and then um, I got lucky and got hired by Tacoma. So Tacoma is my first career job. Wow. The okay. other ones were all volunteer, basically, volunteer basis. That's amazing. But when you're a resident, I lived at the station. So it was 24 7. I yeah, mean, every yeah. day, except when I went to work at my day job. Wow. Well, and that's, I mean, you, you still live out in Roy. I lived out in Roy, um, geez, 30 years ago. So um, that was still like Roy General Store, the one oh, yeah. gas station, the one road. I really even haven't been through there in such a long yeah. time. It uh, hasn't changed. Yeah, okay. it hasn't changed. All right, fair all. enough. Like I remember going to the school up on the hill oh, yeah. like in fifth and sixth grades, yeah. and that was about uh, living way out in the sticks on that one. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, like that is the definition of small town when yeah. it comes down to it. So. Well, I work in a city. I don't want to live in it. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. And that's, you know, I guess I work in the city now because I'm working from home. I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I live in Puyallup. I work in Seattle yeah. for, for the same reason. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, t- I tell people at work in, in, in the mornings, I, I fucking hear uh, roosters crowing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, my neighbor has a duck and like, yeah. it quacks yeah. at me in the morning. So like, yeah, you can't beat that. And then I get to leave at night. So. I wish I did. Now I just hear loud, exhausting gunshots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, do you live on the east And then side? you're like, is it the gunshots or is it just your loud exhaust? Right, yeah. I mean, it's like the, the, the Tacoma standard is yeah. gunshots or fireworks. Right. And then you have to check if it's a Sunday. Okay, are the Seahawks playing? What time is it? And then you can kind of decide whether or not you want to be afraid or not. Yeah, you really feel the pulse of the city when you live here, I feel like. Yeah. And that was uh, – it's one of those interesting things because I tried to – the pandemic kind of like neutered it a little bit, but I tried to be uh, uh, on the, my safe streets committee in my neighborhood and then meetings went away and everyone was like, you should be the leader. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> and you live in Tacoma now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in Tacoma in the Stewart Heights uh, neighborhood, that okay. area. And so it was just like being, I don't even know where my story was going now with that one. Yeah, I don't but know. anyway, oh, just the pulse of the city <laughs> and just like getting on and even seeing like uh, I get some of the apps um, like Pulse Point. That's kind of what got me triggered with that was like, okay, I want to see what's going on around me. Right. And then even like the Citizen app, which cool. my, my wife calls the Snitch app. Oh. <laughs> it's the worst, man. If you have that app, please shut off your notifications because yeah. it is the worst. It just goes off all the time. It does. So Pulse Point actually like changed our job. Did say. it really? Oh, yeah. 100%. Like how yeah. so? Well, so now every firefighter in every station has the damn app on their phone. Oh, no. So they're seeing who's going. So when you hear that... Like, oh. everyone knows what it means, and everybody starts running. Oh. And obviously, that leads to a lot of pranking. Oh, you know? no. But it gets the, gets the thing. You know, you'll be sitting down. Somebody will be in the middle of something. They'll hit that tone, and everybody will run. And be like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they just got the sound effect yeah. off into this. But um, the, weird, the weird part is, um, I don't know how exactly the technology works, but we actually get notified about 20 to 30 seconds before our tones go off from that app wow. really so that's why everybody has it so if we have a fire you know that's like you know like you know before yeah. you 
No. Well, that old school mentality of, you know, being the first on the fire scene, that, yeah. that hasn't gone away. That's still very real. You know, we have a you know small competitive nature. What? <laughs> no. What? Yeah. So if you can get the jump off to get first on scene and a little app's going to get you there, then you're going to see everybody funny. have it. So. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, we got a little bit of Vern, how he got into it, basically just kind of grew up into the firefighter uh, community. What, what, what brought you into uh, this, this line of work? Uh, kind of along the same lines. Uh, okay. Both my folks worked for uh, Seattle Fire Department. Oh. Uh, both of them. So that was kind of all I've known since I was born. You know, they met in drill school. Wow. I, th- I think they had their their first kiss, like the the <laughs> night of graduation. <laughs> so, so, so you were born with that mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were yeah. Uh, ready for all of this. No, so that's that's literally all I knew. Um, you know, I, I, some of my first memories were actually like visiting my folks in the firehouse and uh, getting the shit scared out of me by some of the guys and stuff. <laughs> they got me good um, when really? I was like, a little kid, pretty pretty bad. They're just the little pranksters. Uh, uh, I don't want to say little pranksters, yeah. but firefighters are pranksters. Then. Well, it's funny. I, I'll just tell the story. I was uh, I was really young. I think I was like four, and uh, I remember vividly. I was in the station, and we were all in the the beanery or the kitchen, and uh, they kept saying, "Oh, you know, hey, Cody, you know, there, there's the." Uh, there's the door to the basement, you know, that's where the gorilla lives. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I'd be like, what? You know, there's a gorilla down there. And uh, they played it well, man. I think they waited like 15, 20 minutes, and then you started hearing like sounds coming from it. Oh, no. And they were like, go over there, check it out. And I was like four, like, okay. So I think I might have been five, four or five feet from the door entrance, and they waited till I got close to it and somebody was behind that door man and they had a gorilla mask oh, and, the oh, and they flew that door open and go ah, and I fucking shit <laughs> I, mean, I, I screamed and cried and my mom was like that's fucked up God, right exactly do that. and uh, oh man so that was like one of the first memories I had was and you still stuck scared. with it. There you go. Oh yeah, now now I'm <laughs> now in it. And sold. I under- yeah, I now you're sold. That probably would have been like the greatest thing if it was at my station. <laughs> someone pulled that off. You know, so I get it now. But I was kind of victim to that early. So so, but it's been it's been both of your lifebloods like oh, yeah. through the entire yeah. thing through and through. So and I mean it even leads into. Uh, uh, Cody, like, um, I don't want to call it as a hobby, but you do photography and you do filmmaking, you do stuff on the side, and even you incorporated that originally uh, with the fire department, which brought us to the call we carry. Yeah. But it was, I, I remember because we saw, I saw it at the Blue Mouse Theater. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to go attend one of the screenings that were there. And you told a little bit about the story of just how that came to be. Want to like uh, share uh, that, that story with everyone? Yeah. So. Um well, before I got into the fire service, I uh, well, I was an EMT for EMT in Seattle for about three years. But before that, for about eight years, I ran a um, skateboard company. Really? Yeah, here in Tacoma, and uh, it was called Five Mile uh, Skateboards. Wow, nice! And um, I started that right out of high school, and then, you know, basically, kind of what I tend to do now is i'm kind of a control freak i just do a lot of things on my own i don't like asking for favors a lot you know so uh when i ran the skateboard company someone had to come up with media you know Mm -hmm. uh, photos and video and stuff promoting the company and products um and naturally that was what you're like well i guess i got to do that yeah yeah (laughs) but you know i I feel like i'm pretty creative I, i like being creative so i was doing that for about 
I don't know, eight years before I even decided, okay, I'm going to go into the fire service or I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. It took me about five years to get on. Um, when I finally did, though, um, I had either gotten all my stuff stolen or sold a lot of it off and just kind of got out of photography and videography. Um, but then when I got the job, I was like, oh, well, I'm making some money now and uh, decided to you know buy some more gear. Yeah. Um, and then just started taking photos for fun. And the way it all came about was um, our chief said, uh, you know, hey, we want to make a social media committee. And uh, I figured, you know, hey, maybe that's a good excuse to get out there and get some access to get some good photos and stuff like that. Totally. Um, I'm not really an interactive guy as far as uh, social media goes, but I like creating content. I like putting it out there um, and seeing what people think about it. So I told him, you know, hey, I'll, I'll do the um, social media committee, but I don't want to be the person interacting, but I'll, I'll, yeah. make, I'll make content for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best part about it, doing it. Like, yeah. If you don't have to deal with, like, the front-facing view of, like, social media, that's, like, the best part. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's perfect. And uh, so I made uh, – he asked me to make a little video, you know, just basically like an intro video of, like, what is the Tacoma Fire Department? And uh, I made a, I think, five-, six-minute video called We Are Tacoma Fire. Mm-hmm. And um, – put that out there and uh they really liked it and then that kind of was like well what do you want to do next what do you want to do next and i did a little video on dispatch um you know all at the same time doing still photography for promotional Mm -hmm. um stuff and um he asked me if i would make um like a five to seven minute video about our peer support team um which is basically um a coalition of firefighters within our department that are trained um somewhat in mental health uh, counseling mm-hmm. if you will um to be peer counselors with amongst ourselves when people see bad things or struggling you know need someone to talk to or plug them into mental health that's what the peer support team does and he asked me to make kind of like a little infomercial on it and um i said oh, you know okay <laughs> And started reaching out. Naturally, no one, no one wanted to talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah, <mental>. yeah. <laughs> um, eventually, somebody did, and that somebody's right here. This is, you know, Vern was one of the first ones that was kind of outspoken about it within our department. Um, I think he went to you went to a union meeting, right? Yep. Told your story. Yep. So some people had heard his story personally and were like, "You need to talk to Vern." And I think I met Vern like twice. You know. Um, <laughs> I, I've only been on for five years. Okay, you know, yeah. Vern, so, Vern's yeah, it's kind of for... still like the FNG when it comes down to yeah, a lot of it. So. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, so we, we ran into each other a couple of times, but I, I didn't know him, and he didn't know me. And so um, one thing led to another, and I ended up talking to him, and I said, would you be willing to, like, tell your story on camera? Um, and then he did, and I met up with him, and he told me this story that just, I mean, just rocked me. Yeah, you know? and that's – your your story as you go through it is uh not to discount anyone else's is just so very powerful and realizing also that it happened here in the time frame of when i've lived here because other than a couple of times you know i've mostly lived in tacoma or been in this area so being like oh yeah i saw a thing on the news that in my life was oh that's a sad story but the way that it can affect somebody so immensely uh, and then hearing about it through this movie was absolutely eye-opening because I think that 
I think everybody respects and understands that first responders and firefighters go through um, a lot of stuff, but you don't realize how much of it will actually stick with them and take take you know, home because you see them. Oh, yeah, they're the good guys. They're doing all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, yeah, they're having to deal like they're going to places where people are in peril and realizing that and seeing this movie and seeing your story was very it it, 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 it just it brought it all back and it was made me realize so much of something that you just kind of put to the wayside because, you know, the last couple of years, you know, everybody's dealing with something. But you need to realize that the people that are out there that are keeping you safe are doing it and having to deal with this stuff as well. And then on top of that, not wanting to talk about it or not being or not feeling that they were able to talk about it. And even you say at the beginning of the movie, you're like, that's not a culture that we have. And I don't want that. Like, how hard was that for you to be able to even do that? Like, amazing kudos on that. So I think uh, sharing my story was easy. Um, but since the video's been out, it's almost like I'm walking around without my skin, like I'm naked. Oh, yeah. Um, people stare, they look at you. That's they don't know what to say, and I get that. But I'd rather have you just come up and say, "Hey, great job! I saw your video." Mm-hmm. Um, or if you want to throw jabs, throw jabs. But it's the people that stare and don't want to say anything that yeah. really it makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's been a struggle. I mean, since the videos come out, that's I'm not going to lie. Um, everybody's been super supportive and all that stuff, and that's great and everything like that. But like the one of the victim's family members reached out to me. Wow. I haven't called them back yet. I mean, I, I don't know how much I want to go and I don't really want to know more about these people yeah. than I already do, right? Because now I'm you're even putting more history to something that I'm really struggling with. So yeah, um, but. Sure, my story wasn't hard because it, Cody made it totally comfortable for me. Well, it was just me, him, and one other person, and, mm-hmm. and it, so he made it comfortable. Um, but since the video's been out, it's definitely been a little bit hard just because, you know, I mean, I, I grew up where you look at it, you're, my dad, get up, rub some dirt on it, walk it off, you're going to be fine. But mm-hmm. you got to remember, he did two tours in Vietnam. His dad was in World War II. So we had a generation of people that, yeah, this is nothing. You can deal with this. Go yeah. on, walk away. And sure, you can. But, you know, they did a study years ago, UW did, that basically equivalated five years in the fire service to one tour in Vietnam. Wow. And you think about it, I've got 35 years on. So it's like seven tours in Vietnam. Yeah. he's already He just did his first, finished his first tour, signing up for a second. Because... A lot of people think firefighters just go on fires. Yeah. And we go on more than fires. Um, I, I remember a lady, and I worked in the South End almost my whole career, and I remember over a 12-year period we watched a lady just disappear because she was a diabetic. Every time we would go, she'd be missing more of her body mm-hmm. and all that because of that disease. And, you know, mm-hmm. you watch that. You watch how it wears on her, how it wears on the family, um, just different things. and. You know, I mean, we are the city's counselors, basically. I mean, people call 911 because a loved one died, and we get there. They want us to take care of it for me, and we're their counselor. You know, we call our chaplain. We do whatever we got to do, but we are their counselors, basically. If if they don't need medical aid, they need emotional support, 
people don't call 911. Everybody that calls 911 believes they have an emergency. Oh, yes. And that and that's that's the key, right? And a lot of people in this job, I was one of them. After a point in time, you're like, oh, my God, what are we going on another call for? you got to be shitting me. Same person I've seen 500 times. But in their mind, this is an emergency. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, even in the movie, it's discussed about how the frequency of 911 calls have just have gone up so much in just the in just recent years. And so you guys, you know, everybody on the fire department, they're the ones that like, again, first responders, you guys are the first ones there having to not only deal with what's going on, but also figure out what's going on. Which uh, I can I, I can't imagine because but it just feels like it would just be like that's just the pure chaos of it isn't going isn't helping at all. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes you show up and you got to wade through all this stuff. You know, like okay, what is pertinent? What is happening? You know, nine one one scenes are pretty chaotic. Yeah, as you can that, imagine. And that was something I really liked, um, honestly, about the show. And 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 maybe I don't know, but um, to me, firefighters. Like, you guys do everything. You guys are almost like the special forces of first responders. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Like, and I love that you highlighted that, but you you did it, like, kind of subtly, right? Like, you you showed guys with with chainsaws cutting into construction. You showed guys on long ladders. You showed guys repelling. <clears throat> People don't think about firefighters that way, right? They think about, oh, they just show up and they're there. But they don't think about all the things you guys do along the way. Right. Um, that, to me, is spectacular. And. I, I told these guys before we started. Another thing about firefighters <laughs> is, is no matter what, when you guys show up, you're there to help. You know what I mean? It, you, you're never there. Like, you're not there to put anybody in handcuffs. You're not, not that cops are bad. I'm just saying. Like, when you guys show up, you're only there to help. You're only there to fix what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and I really appreciate what you guys do. I think what you did was magnificent, man. Like, um, all kudos to you. And I think... Honestly, putting out the movie, I, I really, really hope every fire station across America watches it. And I, I hope anybody that has a first responder in their life watches it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we uh, we saw a lot of benefit from talking with the families and, and sharing it with the families. When we first rolled it out, it was, you know, okay, it's all of our members plus their significant other family members. And, you know, we, we had a tremendous uh, response from that. Right. Um, and the cinematography of the movie you were talking about uh you guys are a part of tacoma you guys are intertwined with the city itself and the drone shots were beautiful when when, when i saw it i i believe you should watch this on a big the biggest screen you have available because it really shows tacoma as a living breathing thing um I, I was very amazed. Not that I was thinking of anything because I didn't know what I was going to see. I was scared of it being too depressing. Right now, I lost my father. His name was Vernon. He he just passed away recently, and this is our first Thanksgiving without him. Yeah, so, nice. you know, he's... Uh, um, uh, so I, I was like, yeah, I'm not in the mood for depre- depressed stuff because I, I deal. I, I mean, matter of fact, I, I have my own counselor stuff going on my, myself. Nothing on your level or anything, but you know, when the when the calls are coming on from the inside your house, you know, like that old scary movie, you know, where's the call coming from inside the house? But it's your brain. <laughs> but, yeah, but but it's yeah. your brain. You know, everybody needs to talk to somebody sometimes. Yeah, so again, kudos for yeah. coming forward because yep. it does help, uh, especially gentlemen men like me. I'm fifty fifty two. And growing up, it was there. 
if you were a square peg and didn't fit in that round hole, you were fucked. You yeah. know, that, yeah. that even, and, and people were like, yeah, put dirt on it, walk it off. I grew up in a, in a, in a farming community, orchards. My, my, uh, it was always, you went and you worked in the orchards and then you went to school and you came, came back my, my, uh, you know, and so yeah, those people were tough. And, um, but, uh, to to get back, that is sh- like like Scott says, that is shown in the cinematography and just the pace of it and the storytelling. I didn't know if it was a documentary or a movie. Like I was waiting to see what happened to poor Vern. I was I was like, <laughs> what you know? He's still I, here. He's I, here I talking it. to us, man. Still I know through it all. Yeah, and we're glad to have you. You know, and that's of, that's kind of how it ended sorry. though, because that you know it all. <laughs> Someone's ghost, walking right man. above us. No, it is. It's a real person, probably with weight the on basement. them. Probably, yeah. We are in the um, basement. That was the thing, you know. It wasn't like, you know, we tried to put a good positive spin on the end of it. But the, the fact of the matter is, is like this isn't over. Mm-hmm. Right. No, nobody that was that told their story in that film is cured. Nobody's, you know, right. moved moved on to the point where it doesn't still affect them. You know, this is still stuff that. You know, we deal with it. He deals with, you know, I deal with. And, um, you know, didn't want the whole thing to be a downer for sure. (laughs) And it it wasn't. And that was was the I think that was uh, and again, on that that aspect, like these things need to be stated out there. And it was done so well that uh, as like Scott was saying. Yeah, like like uh, first responders, they should be go out to firefighters, but it should go out. Everyone should watch it, and like you can do that. Like you can go on to YouTube, you can find it. If you go to thecallwecarry.com, you can find it right there. It's super easy to find, and it's. I know. I know that, like in the last couple of years, because of the isolation of the pandemic, uh, mental health has come up to the forefront for everyone. For everyone, and that's like, and and everyone has now realized that you you can you are dealing. Everybody is dealing with levels of this stuff, but also on that aspect of like, no matter what you do, no matter you know it, the 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 machismo or the the whatever thoughts of not being able to go out there everybody is seeking counsel on what they're doing. And if that, you know, if that doesn't work for you, there's other things out there. There's different types of therapies to go out with this. PTSD is everywhere, but you just have to recognize why, why you feel those ways. And you need to talk to people to find out if that's the cause of it. If it's another thing, if it's some chemicals in your brain that are telling you things like all of those different things. And I think that's what we wanted this movie to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody sees firemen and policemen and say, ah, they don't have any issues. They're mm-hmm. fine. They they show up every time. But we got to go home and deal with this on our own. You know, you, you have a school shooting and everybody, the, the kids went through this, they went through that. They could be in a total opposite building, never heard anything. But that PTSD it puts on the kids, it's no different than what it put on the first responders that are having to go in there and having to deal with that. Yeah. But people just, I think that they look at us like they do the military. These guys are rocks. They don't, nothing bothers them because we can continue to do our job. I mean, I've been back after I've dealt with this. I've had three fire fatalities since I've been back and it's still part of my job. I got to be able to do my job, but every one of them eats a little, it just gnaws at you. It eats away at your soul a little bit and you can only see so much crap in your life and pretty soon it's just like. Yeah, I'm, I mean, when guys retire from this job, it takes them a year and a half to two years before they're actually starting to sleep through the night. 
And and that's just because you're it's like you're ever ready. I mean, when yeah. you're at the station, you got to be ready to go at all times. You never know when it's going to come in. And then when you're at home, I mean, I eat my meals. We'll sit down. All five of us could be sitting right here eating, and I'd be done in about 10 minutes sitting here watching everybody else still eat because – you got it. I've left cold dinners yeah. set on a plate before, and they suck when they come back. So <laughs> I'm that guy that I'm going to eat it while I'm I can. Yeah, before, exactly. Man, I just shove so, it. Yeah. But, I, got a, I got a cat like that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but it, it's just little things like that that you don't think about. You know, yeah. everybody sees it with every other profession, but the military and the first responders, they just they don't think we have it. And it, that's like that's the thing that astounds me the most too, because like with with what you do, like you're walking into, like even just walking into a place, just going into a club, and you, I I don't know if you guys are, but is it that that sort of because uh, I've been doing a little bit of studying about veterans and veterans affairs, and it's like dealing with PTSD as well, and like just having like you're in a room and you're scanning. For safety issues, I know how like, to get out of this room right now. Yeah, see, exactly, and that's like that sort of yeah. like aspect. Like you're always prepared. For me, it's like, okay, where are the bathrooms? Like I need mm-hmm. to make sure and know exactly where those are. But when it comes down to it, and just being like, you're doing it on that subconscious survival level, yeah. and like that high alert all of the time, and that just has to be exhausting. Well, they instill that in our training, yeah, you know? which which and, makes absolute yeah. sense. And you go to so many things where people couldn't get out. Or bad things happened, and you know, you, we have the opportunity sometimes, especially Vern, to almost Monday morning quarterback people's tragedies. It's like, oh man, if he just went that way, could have gotten out, yeah. you know, or uh, you know, door was just oh, five gosh. feet from where you got found, you know, no. uh, that kind of stuff is instilled in us. And you know, I, like you said, he knows exactly how to get out of here. I know exactly yeah. how to get out of here. So um, you're the Temple Bar when I went to Ireland in 2016. Temple Bar is three stories, basement, two stories floors above Mm -hmm. they have stages on each floor Mm -hmm. and that's all they do is play music it's assholes elbows in there man good luck getting to the bar yeah so but when we got there my wife my son and me we are all standing there and i'm looking i go okay that bar stool right there through that window we're out if anything happens wow because there's no way we're getting out that door yeah and, and I mean, we've seen that throughout the years with different oh, tragedies yes. the, that happened. The, the nightclub fire. Yeah. All you yeah. got to do is look at that one. Yeah. If those doors would have swung swung out, more people would have been able to get out. And so you understand that, like this mentality that he's explaining yeah. to you, it also makes us, you know, uh, gravitate in our relationships towards people that can handle that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, like it, you know, <laughs> that, yeah. that's part of it. You know, if you, if you're with a significant other and they just surely don't get it, like what the hell is wrong with you? You know, like why yeah. are you always thinking about all these bad things that can go wrong and that's a problem for them. It's not going to work out, you know? Yeah. So that, that's, and most of the guys we hang out with are on the job or retired. We don't go hang out with, I don't hang out with anybody I went to school with. Yeah. I just, I just don't. I hang out with guys from the job because. They understand well, at the base level. Well, when but... we get calloused, right? We get okay. cold-hearted. Yeah. Yeah. We we look at things a little bit differently. Like, how can you say, man, that was a good fire? These people just lost everything they have. But oh, yeah. we're like, holy shit, that was a really good fire. But when you look at it in another perspective, people look at you and go, man. But we also have to be a little bit crazy ourselves to do the job we do. Oh, yeah. I mean, who jumps off of a 10-story building with a half-inch Kern mantle rope? 
you exactly. Yeah, Fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, but, but I mean, me up. Yeah. I mean, right? who walks you know, across the top of a burning building? Exactly. I mean, you know, they always it takes the insane <laughs> to do this job a little bit because ninety nine percent of the people are running away, and there's one percent of the people running towards it. Right. right? So, do you guys do you guys do any adrenaline junkie stuff off? Like, like I've done it all, dude. I've bungeed. I've bungeed. Have you seriously? Yeah. I've dipped my head in the river. Um, I've done it all, dude. When I've bungeed, I've, yeah, it doesn't matter. I did. Yeah. The only thing I haven't done is jumped out of an airplane. Uh, I would, I wouldn't hesitate. I wouldn't care. Hey, it, let's do but, that. Let's do that. There you guys, you guys, so, you guys can go do that yeah. and get some. You get some good video of that. Yeah. Tell well, you that before, sure. before I got on, I was I was racing downhill skateboards. You know, yeah. 60, 70 miles an hour on a on a skateboard yeah. with leathers, and you know. Uh, I still snowboard all the time. So, you know, a lot of those, uh, you know, that adrenaline junkie uh, mentalities. Oh, yeah. That was like I was kind of trying to figure out. It's like, what would you guys do just for like extra hobbies? I'm like, I was like, do yeah. some macrame, do a little like, have a, like a knitting circle like that. <laughs> little watercolors. Book club, book club. Yeah. Can we get some good book recommendations? I, I can honestly say I've done some really hairy shit in my life oh. and, and nothing compares to... Um, you know the the rush and yeah. the feeling you get when you go to a, a really good job or a really ripping fire and you come out and you're just like man it's, you know <laughs> it's, it's different it just even like thinking about that sort of thing it's just it 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 it's surprising uh i i'll listen to like the scanner and just listen to that sort of thing just to kind of see what was up it's like oh this one's kind of close to my neighbor what was happening and it was like uh someone's stove caught on fire so it was like and some smoke got on like the ceiling and stuff and i was like okay i feel pretty good about yeah. that one you know i was like but i'm just i'm literally i'm just a voyeur just trying to like see what's going on in my city well and, yeah. so that really i mean it gives me that aspect of it but nothing like even dealing with like giant fires i've had like one when i was like five like a cousin like out in Roy and Yelm, uh, playing with matches, burned down his family's mobile home. Oh, every time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, funny yeah, you yeah say, it, it's funny you say that uh, voyeur um, feeling that you got because that's how I felt making this film, you know. Um, and, you know, getting back to when I uh, first interviewed Vern, when I first sat down with him, you know, I was on the edge of my seat talking to this guy. And like I said, I was like, for one, wow for opening up to me. Like I said, me and him had met twice, yeah. right? You know, and he's telling me this story and I think I'm I'm happy that I was able to not I didn't have to edit a lot down for his story. Like it, it, it's pretty much as I heard it. And he's telling me the story and I'm just white knuckling on the edge of my seat and the way he told it was almost as if you were going through it with him. Yes. You know, his feelings um that he got to in the film of like you know, the way he listed uh, things that were coming at him as they were coming at him. Uh, you know, I, a lot of people that I've talked to said, man, as I was listening to that, I felt like I was literally shoulder to shoulder with him going through it. Mm -hmm. And that was when I knew, like, we had something different here. And the honesty it was at a level I hadn't seen yet. Yeah. And that was, yeah, yeah, just that honesty. It was, it was eye opening. Uh, and it was just, it was very impactful. Yeah, I, and I'm I'm surprised. I don't know why I say this all the time. It's on YouTube, but that's where I saw it. It does need to be on the big screen in more places because yeah, it was very. I was very uh, yeah caught off guard in a good way. And uh, 
not that I wasn't expecting anything less, you know. But when I saw, when I was able, that was the one thing too. I was like, I had the chance. It was literally, I got like the last showing, because uh, like first off, the like all the early showings were booked up. I was like, right on, that's awesome. And but been able to get in on the last showing of the last day, and then it's immediately it's like. You got back to me, so we're getting you on. It was like telling these guys, I'm like, you have to watch this. This is like super important. And like, I, I'm so happy, like, just that we're able to tell people about it and have yep. you guys come on and talk about it. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing that is cool for us but the fact that you guys are open enough to put it out there and it's like you know it's like Vern is here talking about it and no discount to the other people in the cast as well too because everyone had to put themselves out there to put that on there and uh you two are just the 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 ones that were able to make it today and like everybody who was involved in this was well, amazing everybody that was involved in the film has um you know some of the struggles that Vern you know just explained you know post filming and post release to the public, you know, like those are still prevalent to a lot of people, you know, everyone's dealing with it in their own way. Um, you know, people are reaching out that, you know, they're like, well, all I did was sit down and do an interview. Now, you know, someone's writing me from North Carolina, you know, and I don't know who the hell this person is. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and, and I feel, I feel terrible because I didn't know that this was going to go this way. I really didn't, you know, th- this film actually came together very organically and, uh, you know, I just, the way I look at it is I just had 10 conversations with my friends, you know, um, there was only a couple that I didn't really know, um, for, for being one of them. <laughs> and now, now I feel like I'm tighter with Vern than a lot of people yeah. that are in my life, you know? So, um, it's funny how things go. Oh man, but, we get it. Yeah. We've done, you know, 300 episodes and some of them we've listened to, you know, five or 10 times as we're doing them. Like, I feel yeah. like there's certain people I know better than they know me. Yeah. yeah, like I'll meet yeah. them and I'll be like, "Hey, man!" What? And they're like, "What? We talked for like an hour." I was like, "No, but I listened to you for like five. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, it's well, a thing. You guys are helping so many people, people you're never even going to know. So I mean, no matter what happens, like, yeah. and good on you guys, dude. Thank like, you. no matter what, and, and not even firefighters. I think, and and not to be sexist, I'm, I'm sure women as well, but I can't speak for women. But I I feel like men need to hear this from other men. Yeah. Period. Right, like, well, and that's what we're trying to do. You, you got to break that stigmatism, man, and yep. and, mm-hmm. and it's there, unfortunately. And I don't know if it'll ever get broken, but people need to know that fuck, when you're struggling, you need to say yep. something. Yeah, I, I mean, you think about it. The call was in 2017. I didn't try to kill myself till 21. That's four years, dude. Just yeah. sitting on that for four years, yeah. and if I would have just said something, I probably wouldn't have ended up where I ended up. Because somebody would have said, holy shit, we need to get this guy some help. Yeah. And how many other people are sitting out there? I mean, we got guys that retire. They've been retired, gone from the job for 10, 15 years, and then they just off themselves because they can't do it no more. And and it's just – that's what we need to change. And that's what yeah. we I hope this video does. And did we think it was going to be as big as it is? No, no. No way. But I'm glad it is. And yeah. You know, Cody's been having to wear a lot of this, and you think, like you said, you watched it five. I know you. I've seen it five or six times. Cody made this. He lived our story probably a thousand different times while he's putting this video together, right? So he might have interviewed me, and we might have spent an hour and a half together while he's doing it. But he lived my story for a hundred hours, maybe a thousand hours, putting us together. Sure. Yeah, I've edited this so, video before. It takes a long time. Yeah. So you don't don't. <laughs> yeah. All our stories yeah. impacted him without him even realizing they were impacting him. But yeah. like Cody says, we barely knew each other. And 
I feel right now that I'm closer to him than I am anybody else in the fire service. And like I said, I've been around for 35 years almost. I have a lot of friends in the fire service, but I could probably call Cody at any time, anywhere, no questions asked, and he would be there. And I know that. And I know there are other guys would be too, but I have that connection I feel with him because of this video. And and I have it with some of the other guys in the video too and Kirsten, but they got to be willing to – say hey i need help mm-hmm. and you'd be surprised how people still even though they've gone out i mean i i'm still that guy that's like ah, i think i'm okay i don't think i need help with this one and then my wife goes i think you need to call and talk to somebody because now my wife sees it yeah. see and i think that yeah. that's the next step right so we fix us in the fire service but we also got spouses mm-hmm. and loved ones that live with us and they they're there and they don't know what we're going through so they see other things, anger and, oh, you're drinking, oh, you're doing this. They don't understand it it's because, because something over here is eating me alive, and I, I don't even know how to explain it. So I, I think the spouses get forgotten a lot in this, and the significant others, they get forgotten. And that's one of the things that we need to try to do better as a as a organization is – Try to remember the the significant others. Mm-hmm. But- it, it's I mean I, I like from uh, every aspect down because like you said it's like it's it's just like a wave that ripples yeah. and it just continues to go out and it's 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 if you don't treat that because if you're looking even if you're looking at it like you know if you've got kids or something like that and it affects your children uh, you're like okay well let's deal with their issues and have them go through that but you're still looking it's like yeah. you got to deal with your issues yeah. as well because that's what's yeah. causing all of these things this but is- I, I do think it's going to make it easier for the OJI process you know I mean it, it, and it was brought up in the video a back injury or a broken arm is yep. a lot easier to say well it happened at this time yes. at this place where yes. with PTSD they want a certain incident well what if I can't give you a certain incident? I've been on, uh, what, 100,000 calls in 35 years? How, how, where do you want me to go back and tell you which one it was? Right. And so we're. I'm hoping that through this process, this video, the people that are looking at these OJI things, maybe they need to watch this video too to say, well, maybe we, we're not seeing the big picture here. So and I, And I hope that that's something that happens through this, make it easier because people – Especially, I think, firefighters and I think people in general, you get told no. And you're like, okay, fuck it. I ain't going to ask again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. Well, so, you put yourself out there a lot of times yeah. the first time, right? Yeah. And so you get told told no and it's embarrassing. Yeah. and You know, yeah. and so you're like, fuck. Like, why yeah. bother? Yeah. But it is something. I, I 100% believe that, that you should you – should, people should try and push. Because, look, PTSD is a, is a real thing. Like, yeah. And we, we recognize it in the military, right? And, yeah. and but as you – talked about earlier you know i i don't feel like you guys are any different than the military yeah. like you guys are seeing the same kind of trauma that those guys are seeing maybe not the explosions like right on yeah. you it's, well, I I know. Know. Shit, it's like fire makes shit explode i mean dude. yeah it does but i mean you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. Not, no, yeah. no we're not you taking saying. we're not taking lives exactly but, i mean but yeah. you guys do yeah. see yeah. a lot of the same kind of trauma that we, they do we see do, you know and um you know in Having this job, you know, at one, you know, my best friend in the world, you know, was a ranger and did four tours, and you know, we, he opened up a little bit to me, but not nearly to the extent as after he saw the film and was like, you know what, you guys see some fucked up sure. shit. And I was like, we do. And you I know, imagine but- the, the the juxtap 
position. I can't say it because yeah, you, you almost got there. Yeah, yeah, you got but there. But I imagine like if you're a, if you're in a soldier, and I'm just talking on my butt here. But if you're a soldier and you're in a you know war theater, you're you're preparing yourself for this, right? Yeah, I mean, you guys are just going to work. You you right. go home at night, so you mm-hmm. have to actually right. turn it off and turn it back on again. And you don't even like. I mean, there's a reasonable expectation, like you just said, like yeah. theater war, like you know what's gonna essentially what's going to be going on right. you like you said like for any call you guys are going out there you don't know what you're going to get and yeah. it's like expecting you can't expect anything because you just don't know what it's going to be yeah. well and, and every time we go you know the, every time we go on a call there's um you know we have a a computer you know in, mm-hmm. our, in all our rigs and it says you know a couple of dispatch notes you know caller says this caller says that you know so right. you have a mental picture when you show up but it never is that picture. <laughs> no, we, we've all worked in like some kind of tech support. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. So we all get, get it. those notes. Like, oh, yeah. Like even like so, I've done like AV tech yeah. where they're like, here's this thing. And I'm like, that is not it, the thing yeah. at all. And it leaves our profession up to a lot of interpretation and, you know, the, the armchair quarterbacking. You know, well, it said this and they showed up like, and it's like, you, unless you show up on that call and you, you work that shift with us and you see how volatile situations are when we show up, you, you, it's just too hard to explain, yeah. you know? You'd have to literally follow us on every run every day to really know, like, nothing that they tell you is <laughs> how it's actually going down. <laughs> so. Well, and, and uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up a little in a little bit, like uh, shortly. Uh, seriously, guys, uh, Cody, Vern, thank you guys for spending time with us, yep. hanging out uh, and having a little fun. I wanted to have a couple of like uh, maybe a little more lighthearted. We got some coaster questions. Ooh. Uh, the questions uh, where it, it originally started. We <laughs> well, we don't have those ones. I got my own coaster questions. Oh. Theater of the mind, you dicks. Sorry. So we got yeah, they're so bad at podcasting, <laughs> um, but. I came up with some questions, uh, but the original questions came from our uh, when we had uh, the flat earther on, uh, because we uh, our other buddy uh, Brogan, who is a host on this, told some people and they got very they got visibly angry that we had him on. So they're like, "We'll write him some questions." So they wrote them all on the back of a coaster. He was at a bar. Drunk guys get angry. We don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I did uh, come up with a couple questions. Thanks, Theater Woo-hoo. of the Mind guys, um, that um, I was going to blame on drunk people, but now I can't. Uh, first off, um, Tacoma FD. Have you guys seen the <laughs> television show? And what do you think of it? If you guys don't know, it's on like... I don't know, a true TV or it's something. It's definitely now. streaming out there. Yeah, it's streaming out it. there. It's the Broken Lizard guys. A couple of them have created a show based uh, well, on the firefighters in Tacoma. Well, a lot of us know them. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, they they actually did, you know, we look at it like satire. You know, we Fair. don't we don't take this shit seriously. Yeah. You know, you, <laughs> I would really hope you would. There's not a it. there's not a show out there that we're like, man, they really nailed it. Oh, <laughs> Chicago <laughs> Chicago Fire isn't no, uh, no, right Chicago, on there with yeah, that. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> the Seattle one's the worst. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. Seattle by far is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Do, they, do they have a Seattle one? Yeah, <laughs> it's based off of like the Grey's Anatomy yeah. Right yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 If there's any of them that ever really truly probably almost hit it on the head, it was the one in New York. Yeah, the rescue me. Rescue me. Rescue me. Oh, now, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, with Dennis Leary. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, if you if you want to watch a true firefighter show, Ladder Forty Nine. Okay, okay, nice. Watch right that on. one. It gets it's a little bit fishy when he's in the building and he's on the radio, whatever. But <laughs> that one, when you're watching that shit, that okay, that that one got me. I ladder for him. Backdraft was a joke. 
Uh, okay, I was wondering yeah. about it's that. Still that was, rad. It's still it's rad. It's rad, <laughs> and it was my mother's favorite movie. I know it's still uh, it's the, still the rad. It's still it is, but I mean, Ladder Forty Nine to me was that, and Rescue Me. Those ones get as close as you can get. I get it. You still have to be able to see people. Mm-hmm. Good luck if seeing somebody in a fire. Right. Yeah, you can barely see your hand in front of your face when you're in these fires for real. You know, mm-hmm. but. uh uh, the Tacoma FD is great. I loved it, man. Yeah, I, thought, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I like the humor of it. Yeah, I, dude, I love it. And um, you know, they the fact that they chose this city to make fun of is even right? better. I love it. <laughs> oh, that for makes me. Me so happy. It was, <laughs> it, it's yeah. funny though because it's like you get. I, I mean, when it's your city, you get a little snobby, and I'm like, that ain't a fucking that ain't that ain't a thing. That's not a thing. And then as it's been progressing, they've gotten a little bit better yeah. at some of yeah. the things. But when like when the first thing came down, I'm like, that ain't a street. Like, no. That's not one you. Yeah. No, but the, you know, I, it, it, it's no big deal to us because yeah. because it's, it's satire. It's mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's fun, you know. It's super troopers. We all have super right. Troopers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love the broken lizard guys. <laughs> and, and the fact the fact that those guys actually like even gave us a second uh, to even like they all flew up here twice and went to our union hall and like threw a party and hung out with us. That's all. Hefferman and Lemmy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Great, yeah great those, guys are, those guys are so cool. Oh, they're great dudes. And yeah. you know, I think there was a, a, a sense of like, look, we know we're kind of making fun of you, but like, we want to show you respect at the same time. Uh, I think, you know, spoke volumes to us where other people were like, how could they even make this? You know, Tacoma's, <laughs> I had, I had people in Seattle going, Man, I can't believe that like Tacoma would even like say this like, is a cool, okay, you know, like, do this stuff. And I'm like, well, look at your guys' show. That's why. That's why. I'll take this over that any day. Yeah, uh, that's it, awesome, man. Because I, I yeah. kind of, I, I wasn't a big fan of the first season, right? But I, I, I thought it's kind of funny, and I don't think they've done anything disrespectful, no. right? No, Come on. it's just it, been like jokes. The sex, and the sex shop shit. fire. That, 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 was, that was great. That was the best. That was yeah. one of the best episodes, dude. Yeah. Come on. Oh, that makes me so. <laughs> Man, that just is like, oh my god! I'm just like thinking yeah. now, like in like Lakewood and just that area, like Elmo's books, and I'm like, I hope a place like that doesn't get, like, he just uh, <laughs> smelt a burnt rubber and lube. I don't want that in my Aww. life. Oh man, some of the stories oh, back yeah. in the day, the <laughs> shit you guys found in buildings, oh, yeah. throwing them out windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. So you know how you talked about us being pranksters? Yeah, definitely. Now that's. Where I think the jobs changed because we don't get to do that like we used to. Fair, yeah. And I think that's also why we carry more stress. When we would come back from a call, we could play jokes on each other, do things each other that everybody laughed, thought it was hilarious. And now the culture's kind of shifted to where if you do that now, you're downtown at HR going, okay, yeah, I guess I crossed the line there. But 20 years ago, it was okay when I did it. And yeah, uh, but. People didn't run downtown with it either. They just said they put it in their they little just folder. Dealt with it, yeah. No, they put it in a little folder back here and remembered. Okay, Remember I'll get, later you'll get yeah, your receipt. Exactly. You'll get your receipt. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, and I think that helped us deal with a lot of the stress of the job. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and you got to think about when I say stress of the job, we could run twenty calls in a day. Maybe only three of them are going to be stressful. But that's still. But that's three yeah. that on one day, right? So, but when you can come back and you can blow steam off with each other and just get rid of that, I think that helps a lot. And um, we just don't. And we used to be able to play racquetball. Used to be able to play basketball. We used to be able to play pickleball on the. And we just don't have time to do that anymore. Yeah. So you're not able to burn that Gosh, stress yeah. off. You know, you, when you get that house fire, you're all burned out. You come back, you play pickleball for like 
an hour and then you get another call, you come back, you play it some more, but you're burning that energy. And mm-hmm. you know, when you're burning that energy, you're burning that stress. Yeah. When's the last time we added a primary response unit? 10 years. Yeah. 12 years. Yeah. So really? when I, when I've come on, we've yeah. actually oh. lost resources in Tacoma. I've, I've, I've seen that being, uh, yes. uh, being a little bit with the safe streets, just understanding yes. like even with like TPD yeah. and understanding they're like, yeah, we're like at like this low level of hiring, which is yeah. way below what we're looking at. Yeah. So I'd have to imagine just budget constraints in the TFD as well. It's well, always budget constraints. Well, and we yeah. t- we've taken on more, right? We do Fife and Furcrest. Oh, I didn't even realize yeah. you guys did that yeah, as well. So, so Tacoma Fire protects Fife and Furcrest. So you don't need Furcrest. They're rich people. They got <laughs> yeah. they can they buy their own shit. Yeah, but so we moved an engine company into Furcrest. Okay, yeah. And then we moved a ladder and a medic unit into Fife. So we took resources, moved them out. Um, and so when you start cutting resources, and call volumes are going up. That, that, that's where it really starts to impact you. I mean, we're, we're going to have probably three rigs run over 5,000 calls this year, and burnout, they say, is about 2,200 calls a year for an engine company is burnout. Jeez. So, so, so y'all, y'all yeah. live here, right? Yeah. Well, they you peel all up, and I'm in Tacoma. So how proper. long you lived here? Oh, man, uh, about six years. Six years. Ooh, man. Jeez, yeah. that's a tough question. I think about probably the same six, yeah. eight years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and with me, I uh, lived here all my life, born in yeah. born in uh, Madigan. All right, well, so you've seen the, yeah. the population change. Absolutely. You've seen the buildings go up. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know more people in this city than there were six years ago, right? Sure. Absolutely. Well, okay. Even, I'm not to minimize yeah. what you're, what you're going to say, but even in the last six years, just doing the podcast, We've yeah. seen built. We've seen You're businesses right. close, yeah. buildings change, right? Um, all kinds of crazy. Yeah. So you get population there. increase, you absolutely. Know? And yeah. when you get a population increase, your call volume in any metropolitan city is going to increase, right? Yeah. yeah. So you have to make up for that. Well, the, the issue with Tacoma is that our budget's not allowed us to um, get. Is that there. is that um, is that a voting thing? Is that something that, that so the voters, city council or so city council? city council votes on what our budget will be? The fire chief takes requests to the city council. Mm-hmm. City council says yay or nay on the budget. Um, we we are we can run a bond if we want to for EMS, and we got one coming up to ask for a small increase mm-hmm. in taxes, um, so we can put more um, rigs on the street, medic units and BLS units on the street. Um, and for facilities, um, the city of Tacoma Fire Department has some of the oldest facilities in the city. Since I've been on the job, we have built three brand new stations. Wow. That's it. And I've been here 29 years. How many How many do you think or actually are designated as historical landmarks at this point? Well, regardless if they're historical landmarks or not, you leave the, you leave <laughs> the building. Like, you like leave the old. building and you build something else. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying yeah. from the age aspect of how old oh, yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. Probably like, most yeah. of them. Yeah. My, yeah. My station's uh, 110 years old. Yeah. I was yeah. say that yeah. most of the fire stations, when you see them in Tacoma, mm-hmm. they're beautiful because yeah. they were built like ages yeah. ago. Yeah. They're beautiful, but, right? the, but they're but, yeah, not up to standard. So, when right. you go out to the county, go to Puyallup, you see these Taj Mahals that they build for fire stations out there. Mm-hmm. In Tacoma, we are literally in a two-bedroom house with a sh- garage built out back. The guys have to go outside to get into it at 64th and McKinley. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say because I didn't even realize that there was a station there yeah. until I saw the, the fire truck like going down the alleyway. Yeah. And I was like, where the fuck are they going? And yeah. then I was like, oh, the fire station is so there. So they opened that station in 2004, I want to, or no, sorry, 2007, I think, or whatever, and it was supposed to be temporary. Oh, okay, because I'm like, And we've been there since then. There? Wow. So you think about that. That's almost 20 years we've been in that house. 
Wow. So it's talk, a house. So it is a yeah. house. So talk to your, talk <laughs> to your fucking council people. God <laughs> yeah. damn. Well, it's just, I mean, there's, and I think that they're trying to do the best they can. It's just that yeah. we don't come and ask for things that we need emptily. Our chief isn't coming and saying, hey, I want to buy Mercedes-Benz fire engines. We go low bid. Our fire engines aren't, and we don't have reserve rigs. I mean, and, and that puts the stress on the crews, too. Oh, yeah, When you're absolutely. out there and you're yeah. running in rigs that are being held together with um, bailing wire and Band-Aids and something breaks, it's like, oh, well, shit, we can put you in a pickup truck for a couple hours. Yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> While we try to fix it, that, the stress level for the crews Man. goes up with that, too. And and so when you got call volume going through, we're mandatory in people for overtime. There's huge loads of stresses that's being put on just and plus now I got to go do this job. I just got yeah. off work 24 hours and I'm being forced to stay because of man, staffing, manpower. We don't have it. And now and it don't matter how many calls you ran in this. It, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, I it does not matter. That. Like you yeah. you guys your your shift is 24 hours. Yes. A so, friend okay. of, friend of mine worked at station 10, busiest engine company in the city. Um on a Friday, it got mandatory on a Saturday. I guarantee you on that Friday he probably ran 20, 21 calls. And he had to stay and work Saturday at the same goddamn company. Wow. So thank you very much for amount. the 42 calls. Yeah, sure. I got paid overtime to stay, but I wanted to go home. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and that's like also like what we're saying here is like giving some like, like, like just highlighting what the hell is going on with all of this. Like all of this is compounding. It's not even just going to the stuff like you're talking about going to these, uh, going to these calls. It's dealing with all of this stuff even beforehand. And yeah. like, and like you said, it affects every aspect of your life because it's going to affect your, uh, like your, your family. It's going to affect your home life. It's going to affect you're yeah. going out to the calls yeah. like with all of that so yeah. it sounds like to me sorry no. it, it sounds like a, a money problem and a manpower issue yeah. do is there well a, yeah but you can only get the manpower if you have the money yeah, that, well, that, yeah. i was so, wondering is, is there like because I, you you i look at about seattle that, right? so so I, and i'll talk about it because i'm near the end of my career that way if this gets out to other people but hopefully it seattle will. <laughs> seattle throws money at their fire department the city of seattle says here you go what do you need their facilities are in good shape. They have first-rate engine companies. They have four people on all their rigs. They take care of their fire department. And, the, 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 you know, whatever happened through COVID and all that other crap with the police department, they realize their shortcomings. Hey, we need, we need to get some more police officers up here. Um, you drive around the city here, you see the police department has these new substations. They have a new police headquarters. Yeah. They have all that. Like I said, I've been on 29 years. We've got three new stations. Yeah, And that's it in 29 years. So I'm not saying that the city council needs to say, well, but you need the citizens need the fire department. Absolutely. Just like they need the police department. I mean, when we're running on record number of calls, it's because when they call 911, somebody has to go. And 99% of the time, it's the police or the fire department. We don't call public works up and say, hey, this lady needs some help over here. And so there, there, there's a huge shortcoming, and, and they, it's like we're not their priority. We are not the city council's priority, but to the citizens, we should be. Yeah. And so there, there's a there's a big gap there somewhere where it's not happening, and and that's that's the bad thing. Yeah. And and, and you see it though, yeah. but you see what's going on with all of this, and it's. But see, as a taxpayer, you don't because somebody always shows up. Yep, and that's so and that's gonna, a shitty yeah, thing. That's a yeah. shitty thing. You don't notice so, until it's gone. So right? with the police department, they yeah. can put your call, a non emergency call in a queue, mm-hmm. and then 
if they didn't get to it, the next guy, when he comes on duty, he looks and he'll start taking you care of it. You can't do that with these emergencies. Well, we, we, we don't. So yeah. if, if we have a fire in the south end, all four of those engine companies are gone, you get, and you get an aid call, you're getting a company from down. They will send the closest company, even if it's further away. Now, it's going to take them longer to get there. You might see that. You might not recognize it. But somebody still shows up. Mm-hmm. And and that's where yeah. that's where the citizens yeah. just don't quite see what's happening because somebody always shows yeah. up. Fire and if trucks we, are always there, but Firemen if we, always yeah. show up, yeah. But if we're if <laughs> we're com, if we're completely busy, we can go mutual aid. We'll call in somebody from Puyallup or Central Pierce to come and cover for us because we're at a big fire downtown. We get we don't have anybody, so they'll cover for us just like we would cover for them. Police departments don't do that. Mm-hmm. So you just wait. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Where yeah, with yeah. the with the fire department, somebody we somebody's coming because it's life or death. Yeah. For us, a lot of times it's a broken window or somebody broke into my car for the police department. Where for us, it's it, it, it's life or death. So sometimes minutes matter. And a so. lot of the times, I mean, like, like even just to highlight that a little bit more, the police are usually calling after the fact. Yep. You're calling during. Like yeah. the thing is happening right yes. now and time yep. is of the essence. Yep. And yeah, I mean, think I think, yeah, you just the perfect like highlighting of yep. that. And there's yep. something that we don't even realize. Yeah, it's super it's super un- unfortunate because you can't push back. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like you can be like, oh, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let that yeah, that's just, not going to work yeah, well for yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in every other job, you can almost do that to yeah. a certain point. You, you can. can be like, nah, you know well, what? Well, see, we're we not allowed to this. strike. I mean, we exactly. can pick it, but we can't strike. Yeah. And that's it is what it is, right? Sure. I mean, but you're right. We can't say, yeah, fuck you. I'm not going to go on this call. <laughs> right. Because, uh, well, then guess what? You, this is your last paycheck. See sure. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll get well, yeah. will, yeah. Honestly, oh, I mean, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I'm sure it's not even in your mentality to do that. Well, it's yeah, not so because the person that called me is right? not the one that um, – he, he, they're actually paying me. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah I'm going I'm going to go regardless. It, it doesn't the, matter. And that's what uh, – the other, other thing about uh, the main thing that stuck out to me by watching the, your documentary was nobody – said yeah i'm quitting nobody said i don't want to nope. be a yeah. firefighter nope. anymore. everybody said i'm being a firefighter no. i'm being a firefighter yeah. and, yep. and that, that really it's never yeah. an option yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome well Thank and you. it's the hardest job to walk away from dude as much as it's eating me alive it's still the best job in the world i made the best friends in the world it's a family and when i get ready to retire it's not the easiest decision to make i mean we got people right now that are like yep i'm gonna go and then i'm not gonna do it because they're just it's what do I do now? Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, most people, they have to work till they're 65 and then they're ready to go. And um, this is it's it's a very hard career to walk away from. I think everybody 100 uh, percent needs to see this, whether yep. you see it on YouTube or however. Uh, Cody, uh, like we had the chance um, through through uh, through the Blue Mouse Theater, but um, like somebody actually paid for the Blue Mouse Theater to go do some some showings of it. Uh, is there? Do you have any events coming up? Something along those lines that you have? Like, is there a chance for people to be able to see this on the on the big screen at this point in time? There's a there's a lot up in the air right now. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, uh, the film's getting entered into dozens of film festivals. Ooh, look at you! Right You're going to be Jet Setter, man. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> He's like, oh no. Well, the, <laughs> yeah. good dude. Funny, I'm sorry. The funny thing is, is you know, no, nothing but the best. No. Uh, <laughs> No one's paying for that, yeah. But me, oh. <laughs> so um, it's it's more of just believing in the project, mm-hmm. and I do believe in the project, and I think more people need to see it. And now that it's out there, my only option really is to get to uh, 
shared at film festivals. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to kind of put everything uh, into it this year, see how it does. Um, it's gotten picked up by several. Yeah. They've, they've shown it. Other fire departments have shown it on the big screen. Yeah. Uh, me and Cody have gone out, introduced it. Nice. Um, okay. So Cody was kind of doing it on his own there for a while, and then he... We talked, and he was telling me about it. I said, what the fuck are you doing this shit by yourself for, man? <laughs> Jesus, reach seems like, out. And seems like did, the common theme with he, he didn't want to, That's he why didn't, he's here tonight. Yeah, well, <laughs> I love it. He didn't want to reach out, but this is, this is something that I feel he might have done all the work, and he put it all together, but we own this together. Sure. That's nice. the way I see it. Yeah. Um, and hopefully some of the other people that were in it might decide, but you know what? No pressure on them because it doesn't matter. They don't need to. Mm-hmm. But me and to me, I feel like me and Cody own this. Um, he came to me. I shared once. I shared. Other people decided they would share. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that this is ours, and I don't care if the fire department wants to be involved, if the city wants to be involved. I don't care either way. Um, Cody will never be in this on his own. That's awesome. Um, and if. He needs to go somewhere in California. Hell yeah, dude! Call me. I will go with you. Hell yeah! This is buddy. <laughs> this is buddy Comedy Central. Like, exactly. Road trip. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Are just, you guys getting yeah. no support at all? Like, no, 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 no. Our, oh, okay. our fire department, the okay. fire chief and stuff, a hundred percent behind okay, cool. us. Cool, cool. No, no, no. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just curious. But if, like, if, how, if how sewer, you going, know how yeah. things happen. Sure. Mm-hmm. One day, well, I saw it on the Tacoma Fire Department. Yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah. So I thought. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, no. They, was, yeah. I'm not saying they're not supporting it. I, no, what I'm just, saying is, is like all things, sooner or later, it, if it goes under the blankets and it's gone. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't ever go away. This thing should no, be promoted absolutely. nonstop, 100 percent of the time. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. Because if we're gonna truly make a difference, that's when you make it. Yeah. Right yeah. now, it's it's up there and it's going. It's when it starts to lose its steam that you need to keep promoting it and keep going with it so that it actually makes that impact that you're looking for. And and I'm one of them stubborn bullheaded type of guys anyways. I, I, uh, I, I'm I going to be Cody's biggest advocate because, like I said, I got a couple years ago, I'm out. Cody's going to be around for a long time, but I'll be that guy he'll call and, yep, that's right. I was the guy <laughs> I need you video. to say some stuff. Yeah. Here we go. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. But I feel like we own this. The people that were in it, we all own it mm-hmm. because we want to make the change. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been in it. And I and I gotta say, our chief has been oh yeah the champion awesome. of yeah. this yeah. whole. That's thing. So good. Oh there, yeah. There, he was the one that initiated this whole thing. He was the one that believed in it. Um, I didn't get any um, real gnarly oversight nope. on it. Like of oh, we need to see where you're at. We need to take this shit out. That mm-hmm. shit out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I showed it to him, and you know, I was ready for it. I had a big just pack. ready for them. Just oh yeah, like, showed it to all these it, chiefs yeah. first time. You know. Uh, some people, you know, had tears in their eyes, and uh, when it finished, everybody was just silent. And then I went up to the front of the room and I put my notepad down. I said, "Bring it on. What, what do you want me to take out? You know, because because that's what we do in mm-hmm. the fire service. Sure. You know, everything's got to. Yeah, we have a certain uh, way of doing things and a way of talking about things, but when it comes to anything out in the public, we got to really, you know, take things out, and everything needs to be. Um, you know, family friendly and PC. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, Chief, what do you want me to take out? And you just said, not a damn thing. Wow. Nice. And, and, and oh, yeah. that Tor- meant a lot. Yeah, Tori's been huge. I mean, 100% behind this. Doesn't care. Um, if we have to go speak, um, he wants us to do it, go do it. He's 100% behind us. Um, cool. it's, and you got to remember, if something out, goes yeah. wrong 
or this gets uh, interpreted different ways in the public, he's on the hook for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. He told me to do it. Yeah. yeah. Therefore, you know, he put himself in front of this whole yeah. thing. And you know, I'll never know. forget it. I don't know how anybody's going to take that wrong. They're gonna, well, they're, they're, I mean, it's, it's a deep. It's <laughs> a just deep wait, man. Just wait. The, inter- there, the internet is it's vast, far, wide, America. and terrible. It's America, yeah. dude. Yeah. You're right. Somebody but. in Russia is going to post something on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Look out! Here you go, and everybody's going to think that it was this guy. But, yeah, but he yeah. stuck to his guns, yeah, and he good. knew that, like, you know what? I might, I might even lose my job over this because there was a while I was like, I don't know how they're going to take this, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not this. Hey, look at how great our fire department is. You know, you have people that are damaged. Oh, and that's, I mean, and that's the thing that I think, first off, I, it, it's, I, I love the fact that it was done in Tacoma because it does, like, it gives that, like, it, it gives that, that, like, we were just talking about it, that, that do it yourself down home like i mean we call it the great city podcast because it's that gritty vibe of like okay this is this is the truth this is what's going down and you need to see it and you need to like maybe not understand it but recognize it and even at that spot like being able to tell people about it is the first step for them to understand it you don't need to understand it all right now you just need to understand that people are going through shit and these are the people that you want to protect you the people that are coming to protect you and just understand that while you're going through your emergency they're going through trauma and to be, I mean, just a little, a little nicer, a little more respectful, a little just understanding of everybody's going through shit. And I think that's like the, the key to this is to highlight that and put it out there. And like, I'll continue to constantly sing the song of this because like, again, thanks for ha- being on this podcast yep. and letting us be able to help, you know, get that word out to the people that listen to us. But even at that same point, like, this is going to be living on in our archives. Yep, We're, right. you know, we can continue to push it out there. People listen to our old episodes all the time. I don't know why, but they do it. So <laughs> very excited for that. So people can, you know, years later still see what has been going on here in and how it's not like just as it was done. If you listen to this five years later, these people, whomever they are, who are working in your fire departments are dealing with this exact same thing right now. Like, like you said, it's not going away. And that's the, you know, it speaks to the heart of Tacoma too, you know, rubbing two, you know, two dimes together to make a dollar. You know, Mm -hmm. we, you you all know what I'm talking about. And that's why it's called great city. We still figure out a way to make it happen. Uh, But, but, that being said, changes do need to be made and yes. more resources need to be allocated. And, you know, if this uh, starts a conversation on a national level, you know, we're, we're, we're really proud that yeah. we did it. I hope it does, man. I, I, I really yeah. do. Mm-hmm. I really hope yeah. you guys get some, some kind of national attention. And you'll always have support here. I yeah, mean, not, yeah, hundred percent. Like, but. like after this, like if you want to come back on, talk about the, all the cool film awards you've won, or if there's like <laughs> oh, yeah, new events better. and stuff. Like shit? straight oh, up, like good. you got to be telling yeah. us about all of that stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, that's him. Yeah, <laughs> but both of you those. guys, I want to hear all about your road trip. I want to see what oh, happens yeah. when you hit Vegas and uh, see what goes down <laughs> there and all Can't of that. Talk about Vegas. Well, maybe. Hey, we'll go as your as your sound crew. You need you need three three ne'er do wells to go along with you. I'm sure. 
you say nerd do well? I said ne'er do well, but I guess nerd do wells also is working. The movie is The Call We Carry. You can find it, like we said, if you go to thecallwecarry.com, you can find it right there. On YouTube, you can search for it. If you hit up our stuff, or if you're listening to this podcast, we've got the links inside the descriptors as well. All of the stuff. Cody, Vern, again, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast and spending some time with us. Thanks for having us. Everyone, thank you so much for being uh, uh, listeners. Yeah. 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 I think we got we need like an audience name for our guys, like Gritters or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. O- yeah. O- 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 a used to have um, the pests. The pests. Yeah. They yeah. Pests. We're kind of we're kind of close to that with our <laughs> listeners. I, I don't know. I love our listeners. Yeah. I think my, my mother-in-law is not a pest. I can't call her yeah, that. She listens that. occasionally. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find us and spread the word at GritCityPodcast.com. Spread the word of the call we carry. If you do anything, don't retweet us unless it's about this for right now. And uh, also, like I said, you can uh, retweet us on Twitter as long as that's still a thing in the coming years who fucking knows at this point we have an Instagram we have an Instagram and where we post amazing pictures of ourselves and um, our guests and all sorts of random weird things uh, yeah and then also hit up that discord the discord where you can chat with us live listen to us live uh, post really strange pictures uh, give some shout outs to some places that you love to go to and experience and discord's even, the most fun yeah it really yeah. is it really is it's where we have uh, borne a lot of our fun stuff on that and uh, even a special channel for our Patreons if you want to support us financially so we can um, do this stuff really you could do so at patreon.com slash gritcitypodcast but again you guys can find all of that at gritcitypodcast.com thank you guys for listening until next time stay gritty you've been listening to the Grit City Podcast check them out at gritcitypodcast.com <laughs>